Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. This segment of the USCC Expo Experience on CannabisRadio.com is presented by Soterra Wellness, unlocking the natural health benefits of medical cannabis in order to help relieve symptoms and restore your health. Find wellness at Soterra.com, S-U-R-T-E-R-R-A.com. And Dom Life, a boutique lifestyle lounge unlike anything before. Located in Phoenix, Arizona, Dom Life, where paradise and cannabis meet. Learn more at D-O-M-M.life. Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience, featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Reporting in the first of many reports here from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, newly named. Some of you might remember the Southwest or the Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo, but they made a few changes. Moved from Broward County from this uh, conference from last year at the same time to Miami and the Hyatt Regency downtown Miami. And first interview 
and our coverage is with the Vice President of Vitacan, Peyton Mosley. Peyton, welcome to Cannabis Radio. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Having a great time already. Yeah, we're comfortable with both microphones. We're seeing this Wall Street type atmosphere over here in the Expo Hall. It's uh, very busy and very buzzing. Having a great time. We got these microphones figured out, so we seem to be moving in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> so Vitacan, now I'm a Florida native. I live in West Palm Beach. And I've gotten to follow the story, of course. Anyone that's been watching the scene with what comes to um, voting for motor medical marijuana, the voters wanted it, obviously, we got it. But it has been a bit of a challenge to get just even to where we are now. First of all, uh, a couple of things you've been involved with was initially the first bill that was brought in by Governor Rick Scott to allow Charlotte's Web to be allowed to children. And you were a part of that legislation helping to get that framed and written up. Tell me about that. Yeah, we were. We, uh, you know, my wife and I originally got into this industry to benefit our daughter. We were uh, out of medical options for her. She's an epilepsy patient. Uh, How old was she? Uh, at that time, let's see, she's about 10. She was about 10 or 9 because she's 15 now. Okay. And uh, was really struggling, had found a solution for epilepsy, mm -hmm. um, tried dozens of seizure meds, been through the whole, th the typical story, not a surgical candidate. Um, so we started looking at alternative therapies um, and cannabis obviously was a, a great cho choice for us. So uh, we really wanted to have access, but safe legal access in Florida for our daughter. We didn't want to be looked at as criminals. We wanted to follow the law. So uh, we started working with legislators in Tallahassee and sharing our story with them mm -hmm. um, and ultimately uh, made a relationship with Senator Rob Bradley and Representative yes. Matt Gates, who's now in Washington uh, as a congressman. Cool. Yes. Uh -huh. Yep. And uh, we're fortunate enough to share our story with them and then uh, ultimately participate in writing Senate Bill 1030, which is what you referenced earlier. Yes. And that was the first uh, legislation in Florida that we had on the books for cannabis. So now, for those that don't know, the initial start of how many dispensaries will be allowed to go ahead and help supply all these new, any new people that are going to be patients was only six at first. We now have 14, but you are one of the very first dispensaries that opened up. Talk to me about the challenges that you had, the kind of regulations, the paperwork, the, the kind of things you had, the obstacles that you had to go through to get dispensary to compliance and to get it so that you can get your product out to dispensaries. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing for us is, is patient access. We really want to make sure that patients have the ability to access the product without having to drive 100 miles to get it. So we need as many dispensaries open as we can across the state. <clears throat> right now, as you said, we have 14 licenses, and we have the ability to open 30 stores right now. So wow. us as a company, we, we know we're moving towards that number quickly. We're about to open our second, third, fourth, and fifth stores um, in the next four weeks. Uh, what uh, part of Florida? Uh, so the first one's going to be in Daytona Beach. Okay. We also have Palm Bay, Deerfield Beach, Tampa, and Bradenton coming very soon. But we also ha we have 14 leases signed around the state right now. Right. So they're all in different uh, phases of the process, whether it's the zoning process or the mm -hmm. build-out process. But something that you mentioned a second ago was what are the processes that we have to go through to get this? Absolutely. And one of the biggest hurdles that we have are the local mun municipalities and the regulations that ha they have locally. Yeah, so when we go, come into free, even Miami, for example, uh, the cities, there's a bunch of small municipalities, and most of them are not allowing for dispensaries. They have a moratorium. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So right now, we, you know, we're only able to be in Miami-Dade County in this area. So you know, our goal is to find something closest to a heavily populated area, which is in the county, right. and then open a store there. So coming right around the corner to the Miami area, very, very excited about that. Excellent, um, yeah. 
you know, some of the hurdles that we've, we've faced are just typical growth hurdles for us. You know, we just got our laboratory certified, uh, FDA compliant uh -huh. for a CGMP. So we're good about, we're happy about that. But that was a process that we had to go through before we could put our products to market and make right. sure that we have the cleanest products possible. So um, a lot of the stuff is, are just normal growing pains, but um, it won't be long till, you know, every patient will have a, a, at least a Vitacan store within 40 or 50 miles of their house. Now we mentioned compliance. And I know that one of the things you talk about is that the compliance standards you're looking to try to meet, the standard operating procedures are similar to Colorado. And I know from uh, some coverage we did, we were at the NCIA Cannabis Business Summit, compliance was a very big buzz term. Sure. Some states are not complying up to the same standards as Colorado. Why is it that Colorado is such a good standard to follow? You know, I think that for in Florida, I think we need to set our own guidelines. We look at these other states mm -hmm. and we use them as models. We looked at what we look at what they've done well. We looked at where they've had issues, and we try mm -hmm. to marry those together and find the best solution for right. Florida. You know, compliance is very important because ultimately, at the end of the day, all the companies are here for the patients. Right. And to make a safe, consistent product, we have to have these standard operating procedures. We have to follow these FDA guidelines that, that we're following to ensure that not only it's it's safe, it's pesticide-free. We don't use pesticides, but right. if we did, it would be pesticide-free. Um, you know, no contaminants, heavy metals, none of that stuff. We want to make sure everything's really pure. But as importantly, we want to make sure that the dosing in the product is the same every month. So, for example, a patient like mine who has, or a daughter like mine who has epilepsy, <laughs> right. she needs a consistent dose every time. It can't vary. The cannabinoid ratios can't vary. They have to be exactly the same every time. Now, I wouldn't know Florida would kind of have the same kind of barrier, but a lot of uh, the states out west, the real thing is really, what are they going to do to try to keep the plant as organic, as natural as the plant was as possible? Um, is there anything that you do necessarily is that you found that in other states or other uh, dispensaries or other growers that have reached that kind of level, that are just totally organic, very eco-friendly, you know, radio frequencies being used or the kind of way of you know, containing yeast mold count, things like that? Yeah, you know, what we do in our greenhouses, I can't speak for the other growers here. Oh, of course. You know, um, yeah, you're exactly right. We're in Florida. We grow in greenhouses, so we're essentially growing outside. Yes. So the, the humidity, the heat is a big issue. So we have really high-end uh, technical greenhouses. They're all automated, uh -huh. and uh, we're able to control. The airflow is the key. I mean, we have these huge right. fans on the end. We have wet walls. We have to keep the temperature down. We utilize blackout uh, shade cloth technology that's all automated. So uh -huh. we do everything that we can we do, you know, to make it as organic as possible, and it's 100% organic. Um, we use beneficial bugs instead mm -hmm. of pesticides. Um, we can change temperatures in the greenhouse to control bugs, things yeah. like that. So we do as much as we can organically to make sure that the products are safe every time. Um, you know, and then of course we put it through our analytical testing in our mm -hmm. laboratory, but then wow. we send it out to third party analytical also, to giving it to patients. And you know, I guess with anybody want to talk about when it comes to dispensaries, it comes to what people are using or are, are growing right now in the state of Florida, mostly outdoor grow, I would imagine. Mostly indoor grow in Florida. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of warehouse growing because of the humidity okay. and, the, and the temperature. So if this, it was just straight sunlight without the humidity, it would be a different factor, I guess. You know, it takes us, it takes us not only a special facility to grow in a greenhouse, especially uh -huh. cannabis here, because they're highly susceptible oh. to molds and mildews. Um, but it takes a special grower, and we have a long-time greenhouse grower in the state. We consider the best greenhouse grower in Florida. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he does a great job, and he knows what he's doing because what he grows other than cannabis are indoor flowering house plants that you would buy, like, That's at supermarkets. So very similar uh, 
growing cycle, very yeah. similar climate and conditions as, you know, a poinsettia that you buy at the store. I would think that, I, I always, always thought that Florida would have the, the market on, on outdoor grow. I don't know why I it's, thought that, it's but a, it's amazing. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. That's amazing. It's like a rainforest down here. <laughs> it totally is. But um, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here. And when it comes to others that are looking to come into Florida, you know, say if there are other dispensaries coming from their markets, you know, anything that you can give as a takeaway in terms of what you should be prepared for, maybe how the state of Florida handles things or what the market's going to be like. Well, I can say that the Department of Health has done a great job. They they were tasked a very difficult task yeah. um, to start a program in Florida with the size of, uh, of Florida, with the limitations that we had yeah. um, with the bill and, and all kinds of things uh, that they had to deal with. Um, so they're, they're doing a great job. The system that we have, uh, I believe, has a sunset cl- clause on it right now until yeah. 2020. So I don't think they're going to be accepting new licenses other than the ones that are implemented through the current law, which says every 100,000 patients, the current licensees can open five more dispensaries. Okay. But then they also license three new licenses at that time. So we're just past the 100,000 patient mark in Florida. I think we're up to around 140,000 patients yeah. in the system. So we were able to, now we can, instead of having 25 stores, we're able to do 30, and then they are going to license three more people. Right. And then, so we get to 200,000, same deal. So it, it has a built-in expansion mechanism. Yeah. But, you know, right now it's vertically integrated. So to be a dispensary owner only, you would have to have the license, which means you have to grow, you have to manufacture, and you have to distribute all the products. Yeah. So... So, so I'm going to see State of Florida growing up a little bit, you know, hey, a little bit of cannabis legalization at some point down the line. A gambling will probably get here soon. You know, the, the, the good things that people enjoy, the real vices of life. So Peyton Mosley, Vice President, Vitacam, thank you so much for being with us on Cannabis Radio. Thanks a lot. Appreciate uh, you having me. Real quickly, how can people go and find out more about Vitacam? Check us out at our website, vitacan.com. You can also follow That's us. V-I-D-A-C-A-N-N. Yes, com. I guess if you're north of Orlando, you may call it Vita. So, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Vitacan.com. Um, check us out on social media. We love social media. And then we'll be at all the events. Uh, like I said, Deerfield Beach, Daytona, and Palm Bay are the grand openings for those. are coming very soon. Let me give you the dates on those if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Deerfield, or I'm sorry, Palm Bay is September 1st, so next Saturday. Huge. And then we have Deerfield Beach, September 8th. And then we have Daytona, September 15th. So back-to-back-to-back weekends. And then we'll have a weekend in between, and then we'll do the uh, Tampa and the Bradenton. I'll tell you guys, you're going to be lucky to have these guys. So get ready to get lined up at the door once they open up. Thank you again. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.